This ain't your father's podcast. Oh, wait. Yeah, it is. The Stock Dads are back with their Stocks and Sandals podcast like you've never heard it before. Raw, unedited, and completely uncut. That means more cringy dad jokes, awful puns, and the best damn stock market education you can find. It's time to quit resting your eyes and start working hard instead of hardly working because we all know money doesn't grow on trees. So tuck your t-shirt into your jean shorts, lace up the grass-stained new balances, crack open an ice-cold brewski, and fire up the grill. What's on the menu? Gains, baby. Now, here are your hosts. All right, Stock Dads, we're here for another episode. I just, I can't, I can't tell you how excited I am today. You know, Fuzz and I, we kind of go together like, uh, I don't know, vodka and olive juice. And then we just going to throw in a big old strip of bacon into this show here. Welcome by my man, Hunter Alpha All Day. <laughs> So, uh, how, how are we doing, Hunter? Day. How are we doing? We're doing good, man. I, I, I saw you get a, you know, you get a catchphrase, a nickname if you come on, and what's better than Alpha all day? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so. I hear you, man. I love it. <laughs> and I uh, like the comparison to bacon. There's nothing better. So, <laughs> the, maybe we change it to Hunter Bacon. I like that. There you go. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm bringing Hunter on. We, we, we. This is like what your second time on the show, my man. Yeah, I guess technically it'd be my th- third my episode, third? but second, okay. yeah, second time recording, yeah. Yeah, so. I mean, uh, I was able to, to listen to a, a few shows here back uh, when we did it the first time here. Uh, looks like you and I are both Texans, huh? Yeah, uh, you were up there in the uh, in the Grapevine area, right? Yes, sir. All right, man. I just bought a house out here in Burleson, Texas, man. Nice. A little, a little <laughs> south of it, man. So Kelly, we Kelly are, Clarkson, baby. Yeah, that's right. We are common Ooh. Texaneers. <laughs> so, uh, you know. I'm not going to ask you to do the dad joke thing again. I think we'll let you slide on this one, my man. But uh, <laughs> welcome to the show, and and thank you for for joining us. Uh, you know, one of the things that I wanted to to, to kind of ask you about is I know you're pretty well known for kind of pointing out that GameStop hype, and uh, you know, I, I love that play, right? And, and when I was listening to you talk about the GameStop stuff and all the apes that were going around and and changing the markets. Uh, you know, one of the things that kind of pointed out to my brain is when you were talking about the value in GameStop, right? We're talking about cash on hand. We're talking, you know, book value, right? It's kind of the opposite of what we're actually have just recently seen with Bed Bath & Beyond. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, mean, I mean, talk about some rough books. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Rough just the book. Does it exist for that company? I mean, like, I, I don't, I don't, have, a, I don't how, have a dollar in the bank. Did it. I don't understand no. how they got everybody to back them. But you, you, you think about a company that just was destined for bankruptcy, and then all of a sudden they got this big, huge juice run, and uh, you know, shortly lived after their CEO sold all those shares, right? Yeah, those were like six hundred percent inside of what ten days, give or take, right? Yeah, it was a big move. It was the, a big move. The it biggest was, legal pump and dump. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it's totally legal, which, hey, you know, that's not our fault. We're within the rules, no. whoever does no, it. Exactly. But, you know, a buddy, a buddy actually hit me up three weeks ago. He's like, hey, I'm, you know, I, I want to get back in the in Bed Bath & Beyond. I said, when was the last time you went to a Bed Bath & Beyond? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, they got Dr. Pepper ketchup and cheap Towels. massage <laughs> chairs. Yeah. Like, what else are you going to get there? You know, and I was like, all right, go. I mean, you do you, man. I'm, I'm okay. But yeah, yeah no, I that's, think. <clears throat> everywhere i don't know about you but everywhere i've seen them have stores like brick and mortars 
They've been kicking yep. them out of the out of the complexes, right? I mean, they're shutting them down left and right. I think there may be even one that's close by that's still open. I just uh, not a big fan. Not not yeah, a big fan. Whenever I can see it happening around me, I go, ah, that's not where I really want to put my money. No, right. It's like, right. I don't know. I don't know if y'all have kids or not. I got three, but it's you know, if I need something, I'm gonna go to Amazon or Target or Walmart. <laughs> you know, Bed Bath right. Beyond. I'm probably going to 7-Eleven before I go to Bed Bath & Beyond for diapers. You know what I mean? So, right. uh, you know, I'm not going there for anything. But, hey, you know what? The market, I think, as you said before we started, it giveth and it takes away. And, you know, there's two sides to every trade. And, you know, props to the people that are on the right side of that one. That's all I can say, you know. Sorry if you weren't. Yeah. yeah. And hope that you're not back holding. Yes. Cause, cause Which we can teach you how not to be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. These things can only happen so many times before they yeah. do. But, hey, you know, teach their own. So. So just to touch base, you you actually work for a, a hedge fund, right? I do. So uh, I've run my own hedge fund for about three years. Um, ironically, my partner and I just recently decided we're going to end up closing down. We've done okay. The environment, though, has gotten so hard to raise capital. Um, being like a boutique, a small hedge fund, it, it makes it really tough to, to survive. I mean, mm. when I say survive, I should say thrive. You know, like at the end of the day, I don't want to eat rum and just so I can keep the lights on, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. So what, what I'm probably going to do is, is roll back over uh, to the wealth management side of things. It's got a lot of experience there. So there more than go. likely that's what's going to happen, but you know, we'll you see. Got, you got any prospects, you know, who you want to go sit down in the cubicle for? <sighs> no, nah, cause I mean, with wealth management, you go two ways. You can go like the independent RA route, you know, work for right. a shop uh, or you can go to one of the big boys, you know, a TD Schwab, a Fidelity, a creative, you know, I'll, I'll figure it out. I got time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> who, wants, so, who, want, who wants me? I can send you an email, right? <laughs> right. Might as well throw it out there. Yeah. Right? I'm, I'm, I'm resume ready. Doesn't hurt. Yeah. Yeah. yeah can, we, can we put that on the screen real quick? Just flat, flash it. For <laughs> so, uh, okay. you know, one of the things also, Hunter, that I wanted to get uh, your, your take on here a little bit is the, the big old AMC stuff that's happening in you know, and I, I, I kind of really understood where you were coming from when it came from talking about the aspect of AMC's a dead business, right? They're 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 not managing their money well, right? No. They're they're continuously diluting their shares. Yep. Just recently have not diluted but are going to dilute those <laughs> yeah. shares come Monday morning. Yes. I promise you, it's yes. going to happen. It's just one of those things, right? When you when you take uh, you know, I guess a, a $20 stock and then you give them a dollar of the ape stock. Uh, and now you're, <laughs> you're, you're like $19 here and $1 here. I mean, it's dilution. <laughs> in, in my opinion, when you are a chief executive officer or on the board of a publicly traded company, when you find yourself actively targeting and speaking to like a group of internet traders about <laughs> your business operations, Right. It's probably time for you to go. Right. Um, and I will caveat this. Like, I don't think AMC will die, die. I don't think I talked about this in previous episodes, but I'm a big believer in, you know, they just got rid of in 2019, uh, the vertical integration, the whatever U.S. government was paramount from like the early 1900s. So now you can <laughs> own production, distribution and consumption. You could never do that until two years ago. So I wow. think the future of movie theaters, you're going to have a Netflix theater a Disney theater, an Amazon theater. Can you imagine a Disney that theater? That's actually pretty interesting. Oh, yeah, that would be dope. <laughs> yeah, you go in there with your kids, though, you're not getting out of there for $300, right? Because oh, I want to yeah, ride yeah, the roller coaster, take the pictures with Mickey, and see you know, Mulan <laughs> and the Lion King. 
And then imagine you go binge like the first three episodes of a new Netflix series. I mean, I, I think that's where the industry is going. That's the only chance it has to survive. I mean, let's be real. You know, uh, I was well, even thinking I mean, about because I, I, I thought they were talking a little bit about their NFT stuff, right? And I'm thinking, yeah. all right, well, how are you going to involve the NFT space into what you're doing? And really, the only way I really see that working out is if AMC sort of doubles down on the experience of going back to the movies, right? I mean, yeah. they've got to like do the, like the red carpet events or whatever, whatever the cost may be, right? Like, I really think they really need to, to dig down deep into the experience of going back to the movies and bring people back. And I think yeah. that that's probably something that's missing. I mean, I went twice. I saw Top Gun 2 twice in theaters. Fantastic <laughs> <Ow>. movie. <laughs> of course you did. Did, did y'all see it? I haven't seen it I yet. I have not seen it yet. Okay, I'm going to tell you all right now. You got to <laughs> see it in the theaters, okay? It's better than the first one, if that's even possible. And Is I it really? Oh, I think I think so. Mm. It's, it's, it's so good that even like when the plot gets so out there, you don't care because you're like, this is freaking awesome. Like, I'm telling you, man, it, it is. It's one of the best movies I've seen in 10 years. I can say that hands down. It is so good. Um, and I mean, look, at it's done, what, a billion and a half. So obviously other people think so, too. Um, I think they still have it in the theater down here. Yeah, yeah it's weird. It's still so out. Yeah, normally, you know, they would they'd have gone to Paramount Plus or whatever by now, you know, the director streaming. But he's like, you know, they're going to I think they're going to ride it till it's not making a million. I mean, it, it was like in week eight of the box office, like still being number one and two against new releases. Like, but it is so fantastic. I'm telling you. Right. Two right, thumbs well, up. That, that's my plug for I, the night. Top Gun 2. Go see it. <laughs> after I, see after it. I get through. So I'm getting married August 27th and we're going on our honeymoon. Maybe I okay. put that on our radar when we get back. Next yeah, it should month. probably still be there. Where y'all going on your honeymoon? Mm. Antigua. Nice. Okay. Yeah, man. Okay. So we we got this little hut on the water, right nice. on the ocean, and our hut has a swimming pool because you know we're snobby, <laughs> right? Okay. I mean, the ocean just isn't enough water. You also have to be, you know, having your own pool, right? It's just ridiculous. But sometimes whatever, you want man, fresh water. Yeah, sometimes you want salt water. <laughs> you know, we're doing all that. Uh, and I'm pale skin. I don't know if you guys can tell that through the video here, but man, I'm white, bro. Like I'm like super white. We sit and inside I'm, sure I'm going to survive out in the sun, man. <laughs> yeah. Just cause like, Oh, well we're going to, you know, we're going to go pet the stingrays. We're going to go snorkeling. We're going to go look at Damn. coral reefs. And I'm like, that seems like a lot of sun time, like sun time for me. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, I know. if I'm going to make it back. <laughs> get, get spray tan or the spray yeah, screen, no whatever doubt. it is. Uh, that, no, so, awesome. so Hunter, Tell me, man, what do you what do you think about these markets, man? How are we uh, how are we going to fare in this bear market rally? <laughs> so, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll skip right to the point. I'm a raging bull. Um, I am very bullish on America and the markets of the United States. America. I don't care about these whatever the hell's going on. You know, the everyone gets hung up on the Fed and politics and all this stuff. But like at the end of the day, America just cranks out product and cranks out innovation and you know not to sound like a total xenophobe or whatever but no one in the world can match what we have um and no one can take what we have and you know you've seen over the last 10 years everything's slowly been coming back on shore which nobody talks about for whatever reason um and you know i think it's only in 10 20 30 years before everything's back on shore and my opinion is you know tech won't even be the fastest growing industry in America in the next 20 years is going to be agriculture. because so I think we're bringing everything back home. And I think globalization is over. And I think if you live outside North America, or you're not one of our very best friends, like in Australia or Great Britain, 
I think you're going to want to have your money here. And if you don't, you're, you're going to have a rough couple of decades coming up. That's my opinion. Wow. Obviously, you know, pure opinion based, um, just based on what I've seen over my time. And, you know, I, I, I just don't think you can bet against American innovation. Yeah, I mean, I, I love that. Yep. Yeah. I, mean, I, I love that play. And I, I think I'm kind of the same way. I'm permanent bull, right? Fuzz, how about yeah. yourself, man? You're pretty much the same way, right? Expecting markets to eventually, over a period of time, reach new highs, keep going to the upside. Yeah, I mean, you know me. I'm a little bit more short-term perspective. Uh, sure. So, you know, I, I kind of take it week in, week out kind of thing. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to uh, disagree with, uh, you know, being on the side of America right there. But, uh, oh, yeah. yeah, I think, uh, you know, right now we got some headwinds. Uh, you know, sure. we still haven't made a, a higher high on the weekly chart. So I'm, I'm kind of focusing in on on those aspects for the for the time being. Uh, but for the long haul, I think there's some some really good stuff. You know, we're, we're bringing the semiconductors back home. Uh, you know, we're we're building up Love our alliances story. and, you know, you know everything's there's a lot of green pastures ahead. We just got to get through some headaches. You know, it's just part of the market cycle. And, you know, we'll get there. 100. Yeah. And I'm not saying like we're going to wake up three months from now and be at all time. High. I mean, right. Is it out right. Of the picture. No, I mean, technically, I guess it could happen. You know, it's it's a small probability at this point. Right. Like very. Small, <laughs> right. But I'm saying, you know, mid medium term onwards. I mean, you know, we're going we're going higher. Uh, yep. Another reason is, you know, you look at the other developed markets in the world, Europe's falling apart. I mean, Germany, I don't think they're going to be a country as we know it 10 years from now, but, you know, they're completely held hostage by Russia, gas and oil. And yeah, they're know, having they're, a lot of trouble. They're they're like, every trouble. week, there's like another big situation going on. And it's, it's actually kind of like creepy, you know, is that going to yeah. trickle over? Uh, you know, I think it already has. I mean, look, a, for the past three weeks, attention over utilities there. have been on the rise. Yeah. yeah. Right. Even, it's, even not even, it's not even yeah. winter yet, guys. I don't know if you've been it's to Germany, not even winter, but it's yeah. cold it's in the winter, man. playing the natural gas already. Yeah. <laughs> like it's happening right yeah. now. <laughs> go, go get it. Right. I mean, Warren Buffett's buying all of Oxy too, you know. Yeah. I mean, it starts I mean, to get cold and, Hell, man, it doesn't even get cold in Texas until like February. Right, and right. It's cold yeah. for like a month. If, if, if that. If, if. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it definitely is not cold in Christmas anymore. No. And you got to go no. fly to New York to find snow for sure. Oh, no, 100%. But yes, and I just think, you know, all these other markets, like all this money is going to flow. And even if we, I mean, I guess we're like technical recession, whatever you want to call it, market recession, even if there was like a mild depression, whatever it's going to be, most of this money is still going to flow here and until i wake up and the brightest people from the rest of the world aren't trying to get into the united states i'm not going to worry about it if that makes sense and right. you know there's there's arenas like that but yeah the utility markets and then you have the argument coal versus gas versus nuclear versus hydro versus whatever other crazy stuff right. they have, right and i mean at the end of the day europe the only reason europe's been successful successful as it is is because of the United States. And I sound like I'm sitting here like just stroking the US like, oh, you know, we're the best <laughs> in the world. But like when you when it comes down to it, like we brought the world back after World War Two, and we've supported it for the last 85, 90 years. And the fact that I think we're about to chop a lot of the spigots off and just say, hey, you know, sorry, like this is not just going to affect markets, it's going to affect trade, it's going to affect migration, it's going to affect food. Consumption. I mean, it's going to affect everything you're going to see change. It's going to be a time of con yeah, consolidation big. and breakdown. And I'm telling you, anyone with any money is going to want it over here. Um, yep. 
Because I mean, no matter when we what, factor European yeah. demand along with supply shortages due to that conflict that's happening out there in Ukraine, I mean, a perfect storm is brewing yeah. where natural gas is probably going to be the next big commodity dynamic uh, dominating the financial headlines here pretty soon. Big time. And it spiked, right? And then it yep. came down, and then oil spiked, and it came yep. down. And then you had everyone saying, oh, oil's going to $320 a barrel. And we're like, not so fast. But now we're, you know, it's just like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's just, it's, it's a total, you know, shit show, excuse my French. But, uh, <laughs> you know, that's why at the end of the day, I, I, I don't, I don't focus on tomorrow or, or three weeks from now. I really, I try to find value. Like, I, you know, I spoke about on some of the previous podcasts and, you know, value, value pays over time. You know, I think I'd shared, you know, I I started getting in the GameStop, for example, at the 10 to $11 mark. And I rode and accumulated that thing all the way down to the mid twos. But at the end of the day, if value's there, you know, it'll eventually show itself. And there's a couple companies right now that are down a lot that I'm, I'm pouring money into as much as I can today. And we can talk about those. I don't even care. (laughs) And, And so, you know, there's just what value when you do something that is unique and innovative you will eventually be rewarded. The market can only stay erratic for so long, whether it's I mean, a month, you, a year, what do, 10 what years. You, what, what are you doing all day? You dumping all your money into HP? I mean, come on, then. Spill <laughs> the beans. What's, no, what's happening? So, yeah, so no. So I got, I have, I'll, I'll drop three, three quick. Let's do it. These are not recommendations, obviously, but if, <laughs> obviously. if I had. Not if financial I had, advice. Not financial advice. If I had. Where's my pen? Some, yeah, right. Some money to dump into three companies. These you. are the ones I'm going to dump into. Two are U.S.-based companies. The third is a Chinese company, and I do not invest in China. It's the only Chinese company I've owned for the last decade. Okay, gotta be Baba. It's not Baba. It, no, it's, it's you'll, not you, Baba. No, you'll know which one it is because you've heard it. But I'll start with the Americans. We'll start with the good stuff. So number one, I know it got turned into this Reddit meme stock. Full disclosure: I started investing in this company uh, on the secondary market before it was publicly traded. I started getting in around two or three dollars a share. Anyone that doesn't know what that means, there's companies, you know, just like venture that you can get access to if you're a credit investor on the secondary market, uh, but Palantir. So started getting at two, three, four, held it all the way up to 45, haven't ever sold a share, still own it. It's a hundred bagger in the next 10 to 20 years. I'm telling you right now, what they do with data, nobody understands it. And that's why analyst after analyst makes fun of CARP and says, oh, they're losing their, sorry, they only grew 34% year over year instead of 37%, like boo freaking who, right? What those, <laughs> they, what they do will be in everything from laundromats to airlines, to agriculture, to healthcare, to defense. They, they're already all in it and nobody talks about it. They, they just need more salesmen. They do. They need more salesmen. Yeah, they, just, they just need time. Like yeah. it's the, the narrative has already changed to not and, to and the, afford it. It's can you afford not to invest right. in volunteer. And, and the contracts that, that they land are, are, are seriously no joke. They're so, not, you know, I mean, they're 20, 30, 40, do, 50 million. Fly. And I get it. The government loves to blow money. Don't get me wrong. But like <laughs> yeah, in those do. particular areas, like those, you know. It's, so under are, full disclosure, I, I work for Textron. And okay. Textron was a competitor of Palantir back in its heyday. And uh, we just couldn't keep up. Yep. We just couldn't do it. We just couldn't compete. They They just have that sector that they deal with locked down. There's no one better. So I'm interested. I'm, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I have 500 shares at like $10 and some change. So, I mean, it's not, it's not green, <laughs> but I'm no. thinking, you know, over a period of time, it'll turn itself around and, and I'll, I'll be good. It, it will because yep. all their costs is up front. Yep. It's getting in. And once they're in, you can't stop using it. And like yep. you said, there's no one that's close to them and they're 
getting better faster than anyone can get better. Yep. And, you know, they're in airlines now. Like I said, they're in all these industries. They're going to be in every single industry. They're going to be in 30 industries that aren't even existing yet. And Palantir right. is going to be the data analytics. Um, so that that's, you know, one of the, my top two. My other one, they're not reinventing the wheel, but they kind of are. They get shit on a lot. They've had about 35 analyst downgrades in the last year, but it's Paramount. Number, I got Paramount. I Paramount bought. is... <laughs> Yes, my, yes. My top yes. number one. <laughs> this company is such a monster. I love it, man. Waiting. I love that play. It's a sleeping giant. It, there aren't words to describe what this company should be worth. And they get crapped on and they get crapped on. And I'm reading these analyst reports because I read them. I'm a nerd, right? And they're saying these things. And I'm like, none of this is accurate. Like, yeah. where are they getting this information? Um you know, if you're a conspiracy guy, there's a lot of conspiracy going back to the Archicos blow up and, you know, banks lost, what was it? Eight? No. 15 billion, 20 billion, you know, accumulated a bunch of banks lost. And are they getting pinned? All these things, you know, everyone's like, oh, manipulation, blah. I don't buy all that crap. But if there was one stock that trades in American markets that that was happening on, it would that would be at the top of my list. But when this thing... I tell people they are twice as profitable as Disney and have the same revenue as or, or and more revenue than Netflix, right? They're the only one growing subscribers domestically. They just landed these deals in India. They got the Walmart deal. They're just, while everyone else is shrinking, these dudes are just churning and churning and churning. And Bob Ackish comes on there and bless that man because he just like takes it on the chin. And every time he comes on a call, he's like, yeah, I know we got downgraded 19 times this past week, but I don't know why. Anyways, that's just one of those ones. I get I get those feelings, you know, teach their own at this price was it 24, 25 dollars a share. I mean, it's it's are basic. you a subscriber? Yeah, I use and I use I use the ad tier. Are you kidding Did you me? watch the offer? I haven't watched the offer yet. The offer is good, man. The I've making of really the good. Godfather, you gotta watch it. Yeah, with Miles Teller, a big fan. Yeah, top, star of Top Gun 2, ironically. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's uh, right. That's right. Um, but I did that's watch, I'm, I like all the Star Trek. So, like, I watched the new ones. That was cool. And then I'm a big, I know Yellowstone's not on it, even though it's owned by them. But, I'm, mm -hmm. you know, the 1883, all the spinoffs, a big fan of those. Um, but love Paramount. Anyways, number three, the Chinese stock, it was fraud ridden luck and coffee. Look, I get it. Everyone really? knows what happened. Oh, let me man. tell you. No, let me tell you right now. Okay. I remember it. I was sitting in grad school. I was getting my MBA and our accounting professor was in there. This was 2019 talking about luck in and how awesome it is. And it was at like 52 bucks a share and he's a genius and all this stuff. And then like the next semester, I never saw him again. The next semester that thing's at like 70 cents a share, right? Fraud. Yada, yada, yada. It was fraud. We put it on our radar, right? Um, yeah. So, and so over the, it obviously delisted, right? It went over the counter, right. um, still over the counter. So we were watching, we were watching it. They got rid of all the bad actors. They got some legit audit partners, like Western audit partners, which is very uncommon for anything Chinese led. Um, and then they, they kept expanding the business. They kept growing the business. They signed all these fantastic deals that are covering the next three, four, five years with coffee beans, um, technology. And what they're doing is so like people don't realize this, but like, China as a country, they, they're tea, right? They were never coffee. Well, now over the last decade or two, the younger population's like, all right, we can get down with coffee. And it's growing at like a massive rate. Like, I think they said like 10 years ago, the average Chinese person would drink two cups of coffee a year. 
So that's, I don't know how they function. I drink two by 9 a.m. every day. Yeah, right? what? But, yeah. <laughs> they would drink two a year because they drank tea, but that's slowly been going. Oh, and yeah. they, they're Starbucks quality, but like knockoff McDonald's prices, right? And they're not the kind of shops that you go sit down and steal their Wi-Fi for eight hours. They're like, you pick it up and go. They're growing faster than anyone in China in the coffee trade. And they're still in China. They're going to expand to the entire Far East. They're going to expand out from there. And there are, they've been profitable now for the last two quarters and no one's even talking about it. Like they are turning a profit despite growing double digits quarter over quarter with the store count. They have refined everything. Profit, really? They've been profitable the last two quarters. It, okay. You have to, you have to go convert it because it's in Chinese yen or whatever. So, but yeah. yes, they have been, they have been profitable the last two quarters and they've drastically reduced their operating expenses. They're, they're humming on all, all horse and they're only 14 or 15 bucks. They're still from a valuation point. I think they're only about a quarter or a third of where they were at their fraud height. And right. I think with international expansion, it's only going to go on before there. So if I was buying something for like the next couple years, Paramount looking for sure. If I'm buying something where like, hey, I know this is going to pay for my kid's college in 15 years. That's the Palantir, for sure, <clears throat> in my opinion. Yeah. Like you said, not NFA, baby. NFA. Yeah, no doubt. Right. Uh, you know, th those those plays are great, man. Thank you for sharing that. I think that that uh, I nailed two out of three. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm, hey, in. I'm in, baby. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, something that uh, I wanted to bring up, maybe even talk about a little bit more in next show, but something that me and my, my father-in-law, my, my soon to be father-in-law okay. have gotten together. We, we, we've got hooked into this, uh, this private equity thing. Do you do ever do any private equity stuff? Sure. So there's a company out there called Miso Robotics. Have you heard of them before? I've not heard of them. No. So Miso Robotics are in charge of building out the flippy two. And these are the robots that are hopefully going to start replacing people inside fast food restaurants. These are the robots that, make fries flip burgers and make okay. all the meals for you and okay. you just have one person managing the restaurant the face-to-face like -face interaction and Careful i go what you wish okay. for with those yeah wage hikes you know well listen <laughs> hey. I, that's exactly right i'm investing in the terminator i'm going ahead I, i'm every now and then me and my father-in-law we just dump an extra thousand dollars into the portfolio for it uh, we love that play, man. So we, we keep getting into that a little bit here and there. Is there anything that's not like maybe I know like the uh, I was going to ask you this, but your your luck and coffee kind of took the, the realm there. Fuzz, is there any OTC that you really look at or any private equity opportunity no. that you look into? No, not no at all. OTCs not, at all. Not in my wheelhouse. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't I can, go I that get out there, man. I find things. Man. Um, so, you know, you know me. I'm I'm an options guy. So okay, that you know, I'd, day trader through I'd, and through. I'd rather, yeah. Oh man, I love it. I mean, I'm a, hit it, I, hit I, it I'm with you on that. I'm a die <laughs> die hard. I've been trading options since I was 18. Right? Since I, I, it's the way to go. If you love this stuff, if you don't yep. love it, right? You know, sell a call, sell a put chill besides that right chill, yep, if you yep. love it man nothing feels better than when you nail that eight bagger three days from expiration you're just like yeah, oh, yeah i could do this and then you lose like seven in a row and then you oh, hit we, that eight bagger again and then i'm like now, three days bro we, i'm zero day all day man what are you you're talking like, about five minutes i can still get this i, I can get this oh, call we like, we nailed we nailed oxy we nailed we nailed Oxy last week, right okay. before the news came out with Warren Buffett, and yeah, that was that was a banger in itself, right there. So, Stock yeah, that was nailing it again. It's, hey, yeah, uh, it's, the, it's the hype. 
And just to plug that, Warren Buffett increased his stake of Paramount to 12% of the company at his latest 13 I was now. reading that when I, I pulled it up on the news there, and I was like, okay, Buffett is uh, he buys getting oil, involved in there. He buys oil and Paramount. That's and Paramount, it. yeah. <laughs> oil or Paramount, that's what I want. And, and I think he's got a stake in Activision, too. It. Yeah, yeah, he's been loaded. So full disclosure. And Activision, a buyout name, too, yeah. Yeah, that Microsoft bought, a, or they announced that last year. I was a big right. Activision bull for a long time. They got beat up with that uh, workplace stuff. And then on the Microsoft announcement, it popped back up to like the high 70s, I think. Yeah. And we ended up getting out of it then. But I'm still very bullish on Activision. I mean, back in the day, pre-wife, kids, everything, I was a big World of Warcraft guy. You know, I did Call of Duty when I was a kid, all that stuff. And like, they were like the first, you know, there was a lot of those, on, you know, massive multiplayer online games. And Warcraft was the first one to like really do it on a scale that was like, in, you know, there was ever all those other ones. I get that. But like they were the first one where it was like mainstream. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that guy's smart. Yeah. I mean, the fact that Warren Buffett's like 100 and he's still investing for the long term. <laughs> and I know a lot of it's like his lieutenants and stuff. But you got to think those guys are pretty sharp, too. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, listen, if Microsoft buys Activision, they're going to have to clean house. Big time. And they'll have to go through a lot of because um, Microsoft's already a huge gaming empire right so i'm sure there's right. gonna be like some monopoly things or all that you know sec stuff and blah 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 sec whatever it is but yeah i mean great company i think and it's true i mean you shouldn't be a, a d-bag at work and you know everyone deserves respect so unfortunately there's a lot of companies out there that are like that but it seems to be getting better um yeah. i don't know i you know i can't speak for every company but you know there you go yeah. well with that being said stock dads thank you for tuning in to another show we will be back uh, next Sunday. I won't be here. I'll be getting married and on my honeymoon for the next two weeks. In this pool, uh, baby. Trying to <laughs> evade the sun as much as possible. Guaranteed, the next time you see me, I may look like a, a lobster. <laughs> so Get it while you uh, can, thanks, man. everybody, for joining. Fuzz, Hunter, thank you, guys. Have a great night. And we'll see you all in the stock discord, baby. Let's go. See you, guys. Later, guys. Thank you for listening to the Stocks and Sandals podcast. Our fans brought us into this world, and they can take us out by not listening. So if you like the show, you can support us by subscribing for future episodes, leaving us a five-star review, and joining our premium community on Discord at stockdads.com slash plans. You can also follow us at Stock Dads on all major social media platforms. But most importantly, remember this. It's not a dad bod. It's a father figure. <laughs>